What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Progress on Purpose podcast, where we believe in intentional, purposeful living. If you are joining us for the first time, it is important to know that we are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think and behave towards an intended goal. We believe that what we say, think, and do governs our ability to make progress towards our goal and ultimately lead to success. If you are not new, welcome back. We are glad that you are with us today. And when I say us, it's not just me. It's an entire community, as you already know. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone who celebrated Thanksgiving this past Thursday. I hope that you got time to spend with your family, with your loved ones. I hope that you ate some good food and had good fellowship around the table. And I need to let you know that it is now the following Thursday. And so any leftovers that are still around, they need to be thrown out in the garbage. Go ahead and freeze that turkey if you're going to do it. But you listen. You can't keep these leftovers forever. I know the macaroni and cheese was good, but it's time to get on get on with it. This is a segment of the show where we highlight, celebrate, and give kudos to people in the media who are living intentionally to make progress towards their goals, make strides in the community, or in the lives of others. We call this segment People Popping Out. And so today, I would like to highlight the Newark Chess Club. The Newark Chess Club is a 501c3 nonprofit mentorship program founded in 2009 in Newark, New Jersey. Their mission is to transform lives by building critical thinking skills in children. They use chess as a bonding activity to build a lasting relationship between a mentor and a mentee and use character development curriculum to teach children how to make better decisions. What an amazing, amazing task. The Newark Chess Club exclusively serves children who attend schools and live in Newark, New Jersey, which is a city that is on the move. For children with limited opportunities to diverse enrichment and experiential learning opportunities that power solutions-oriented thinking and build social-emotional skills, Newark Chess Club steps in to fill these gaps by providing consistent access to necessary supports, including life skills interventions and mentorship. On December 10th, which is next Tuesday, they will be celebrating their 10th year anniversary with their very first fundraising event to commemorate a decade of grassroots change making in the city of Newark and to propel them into the exciting future that they have. Their program costs $1,000 per child per year. This includes two semesters of instruction plus a summer camp, all at no cost to families. And so for this fundraising event, they are trying to raise money to serve 300 additional students in 2020 with the launch of Success with Chess, which is a nationwide initiative. Your donation in any amount over $250 is tax deductible, but do not let that stop you. If you do not have $250 to make a donation to, any donation is welcome. Visit www.newarkchessclub.com to find out more information about the gala, programming, or to make a donation. That's www.newarkchessclub.com. 
If you know someone who deserves recognition on the show, DM me on Instagram at Progress on Purpose Podcast. Don't forget to follow first. Or you can message me on Facebook at Progress on Purpose Podcast page or send me an email at Progress on Purpose Podcast at gmail.com. Today is another solo episode where I'm going to be talking about my experience this past year with being super intentional and what I've learned in that process. And now I must say that I did not dot every I or cross every T. As a matter of fact, I probably dotted some T's and crossed some I's, but I did my best. I did my best to be intentional in this year because I had for the first time been married and am still married, um, settling into married life, adjusting to that whole dynamic. And I was realizing that, you know what, I'm no longer single. So the things that I used to do as a single person, I can't do that anymore. I can't think the same way anymore. I'm in a committed relationship. And on top of that, I have a beautiful bonus daughter who I now have the responsibility, partially the responsibility of raising and being an example to. And so my entire life shifted um, and on August 10th, 2018. And so coming into the year 2019, I, it was a year of transformation for me. And so I had to realize that now I have to be super responsible, attentive, and present. And so I'm just going to talk about some things that I learned along the way. Speaking of intentions, I would love to tell you about a new super helpful tool that I've created for all of you to try. I've created my very own daily intentions planner. This downloadable tool will help you to set daily intentions and crush your goals. You can download it and print as many as you need to. It fits perfectly into a binder or on a clipboard on your desk, and it is perfect for the beginning of your day. As a matter of fact, it's intended for you to set goals at the beginning of your day so that you can map out Every time that you're going to do a particular task, keep track of important events, reminders, and notes. In my opinion, it is the perfect marriage between a journal and a calendar. If you would like me to send you one for free, send me an email to progressonpurposepodcast at gmail.com with the subject planner, and I'll be happy to send you one. Or if you go onto Instagram at Progress on Purpose Podcast, the link is in the bio. Be sure to click on the link and select Send Me My Planner, please. So as I just mentioned, this uh, particular year, I had to be responsible, attentive, and present. Responsible for how I spent my money. Right. Because it's not, you know, just me by myself anymore. And so before when I could just run to Nordstrom's or run to some of my favorite stores whenever I felt like it, I don't have those same um, luxuries anymore. I'm not living at home. I hope my husband and I own our own home. And so things have had to be different. So I had to be responsible for the way that I spent my money. I also had to be responsible for my prayers, making sure that they were intentional because I had a lot of goals and still do. And I want to make sure that the things that I'm praying about are things that I'm really, truly wanting and desiring 
um, not just for myself, but for my family. And um, I also wanted to make sure that I offered up gratitude and praise for the things that God had done and continues to do. And so I wanted to, and, and, and not only that, and I can talk about this later, but I, I came out of some things mentally, physically, and I had to had to make sure that my prayers were intentional and and keep me in a mental space that I could continue to be productive. I also had to be responsible about how I spent my time. Like I said, not being um, single anymore, certain decisions in certain places that I went and hung out with, I could no longer do those things. And so how I spent my time now mattered. As a matter of fact, um, at the end of 2018, I made a career change. I was working at a school and because, and first of all, I applied to the school, wanted to be there, loved it while I was there, met great people. However, I was struggling because the time that I got off of work made me get home so much later. And that was a problem for not only for me, but for my husband and for my daughter, because I was missing out on things that she was doing in school. I wasn't able to follow up with her homework. When I got home, I was tired. I mean, super tired. Didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to see anybody. Didn't want to talk to nobody. I just wanted to go lay down because mentally I was drained. Waking up super early in the morning to get ready for work, head to work over an hour drive. And it was just draining me. And so I had to make a change um, regarding how I spent my time. And unfortunately, it came at the cost of that particular job that I was working at. And what that taught me was that um, my my time really, truly it matters and it's valuable. And I have to now that I'm no longer single, no longer living at home, I got to consider all of those things and how I think about my next steps before I just jump into something just because I want it right so I wanted the job I wanted I knew you know what all went into it I knew the growth that could have happened but it was not the right time for me it was not the right season for me and it was evident by how how stressed out I was I was going to work every single day having panic attacks in the car because I was just drained and tired and worried about, you know, so many different things. And I said, God, you know, I appreciate this position, but this is not working for me. And I even told myself I should have been more careful about the decision that I made to to go there because it affected my family in a way that I wasn't anticipating. Had I thought about it, honestly, I probably could have foreseen it, but I don't know. I wasn't sure. So um, I had to be had to learn to be responsible about how I spent my time. Um, I also had to be careful not to be in my own corner (laughs) as an independent woman that, you know, I had known myself to be. I am the third and the final child of my parents. I came nine years after my sister, 11 years after my brother. And so I grew up by myself. So knowing Knowing that about me, I'm always independent, kind of like being alone, you know, and now that I'm in a relationship that that dynamic shifted 
And don't get me wrong, I love, <laughs> love, love, love being with my my family and being in a relationship. It was something that I desired for many, many years. I just didn't have the full understanding like, oh, okay, I'm not alone anymore. I got to pay attention to other people now. I have to um, be mindful that what I say could, could you know, influence other decisions and other behaviors all of those things were things that were uh mind shifting and life changing for me so i also had to now be attentive to the needs and the desires of others and accept the fact that in this relationship i'm required to be hands on as a wife and as a mom again going back to that whole me being independent me kind of being a little selfish I wasn't that attentive and it's not something that I intended to do it's just the way that I was because you know I grew up kind of alone by the time I was nine and ten my brother and sister were in college and I kind of grew up as the only child and so things that would have caused me to be more attentive and pay more attention I just naturally did not have those things and so I had I had to take this entire year to kind of learn um, how to be that way so that I wouldn't be offensive to my family. Um, I also had to realize that my presence means so much. And this is something that I learned through my husband. Um, the first half of the year, we kind of, we would go back and forth because sometimes I wouldn't want to be around. I wouldn't want to show up to certain events that was going on at school and at church. And I'm like, now nah, I want to stay home today. And he had to make me, make me understand like your presence means everything in this, in this time. And in this season, our daughter is a teenager. And so she needs to see us present available for her. Um, not just, um, for the things that she can express, but for those things that she cannot express, but that will help her later on down the line. And so I had to realize that my presence meant so much showing up to games, attending programs, being available to check homework, cooking, which was, Something that I grew to do as well. Not so much that I can't cook because I can cook. All right. Don't 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 doubt me. I, I can burn some things. I can cook some things. Um, not just because I used to do it when I lived with my parents, but I watched my mother and she can cook. And so I, I picked up, you know, habits and behaviors that, you know, whatever. But I can cook. Um, but also cooking, cleaning, you know, um, answering text messages and just doing things that I used to kind of ignore. I had to learn that my presence and my availability means so much to my family. And I know that sounds kind of strange because it's like, duh, Michelle. But for me, where I was, it was a learning curve for me. Um, so... All of that, I had to get a grip on all of that. I also had to get a grip on just being organized and like I said before, being intentional. And if I did not, I was going to fail. Not only that, I am someone who has always been super driven about different goals and plans that I like to see come to pass. 
And I'm constantly, constantly thinking of business ideas and either for myself or for other people, or I'm helping someone trying to fulfill theirs. This is something that is where my passion lies and what I enjoy doing. I could do it all night, stay up late, commit hours and hours to it, push myself to learn new things so that I could be more effective. It is something that I love to do. So all of that, all of me had to kind of learn some things over this particular year. And so one of the things that I had to realize is that if I'm going to achieve my goals to be a great wife and a great mom, I'm going to have to make some major mindset shifts. I was simply used to being selfish and in a marriage with a child that was not going to be healthy for anybody. So earlier in the year, I decided to get into and learn more about personal development. I read a few books written by authors such as Lisa Nichols and Napoleon Hill, two world-renowned speakers who seem to have a firm grip on how to build yourself up and achieve lofty goals. This led me to understand that if I was going to achieve my big goals, I had to have the mindset to do so. And certain mentalities that I had just would not do. I had to let go of grudges, which you can listen to episode five and hear all about that experience. I also had to let go of the fear of what other people thought about me and tap into what I knew God said concerning me. I had to learn that I was already given permission to be great. And while life experiences tried to rob me of this, y'all, it is my birthright. And I had God-given access to be great even before my life began. However, I understood that it was going to take fervent prayer, faith, and work to get it. So here are some things that I learned about myself this year. And I hope that as I share, you can find some um, familiarity or it can help you discover some things about yourself as well as we go into 2020. The first thing I learned is that, and you may have heard me say this before on other shows, I have everything I need already in me. And you have everything you need already in you. Back in 2015, 2016, I learned how to sew. Mostly self-taught, but I also did take a class just to, you know, tighten up and make sure that certain things I needed to know, I knew how to do. What that taught me is that I had some hidden talents in me that lay dormant because I had never tapped into them, but It's funny because in other ways, they were cultivated. Someone requires a great deal of detail, paying attention to patterns, and even having a sense of imagination. And those were all things that I was executing in other areas of my life. As a teacher, I have to be someone who pays attention to detail, who can um, use my imagination to create lessons. As someone who um, is in logistics and management, attention to detail is everything. And so I was using those same skills, but just not in a more creative way. And so I say that to say that there may be things inside of you that you 
have not even tapped into in a particular way. Maybe you're using it on your job, maybe you're using a particular skill on your job, but that skill could be the very thing that if you cultivate it, if you make it, um, if you tap into other areas and make it work for you, it can be the thing that brings you financial freedom. And so question yourself, what hidden talents might you have? What traits do you have about you that if you transition them into other areas of your life, they could make you successful in other ways? Think about those things because I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, there are some things that you have inside of you that once you tap into them, you're going to find out, wow, I'm really creative in this way. And so you have everything already inside of you to, to make you fulfilled, to bring you financial success, to um, even bring you happiness and joy in other ways that you can't even, that I can't even begin to, to express. One of the things that um, I hold so dear to me about this point is that it gives me hope. I love being a teacher, but it is not something that I want to do forever. And so knowing that about myself, I know that I also need to tap into other areas of my life and different things that I can do and learn to do and and hone in on certain skills so that I can explore some other areas. And I know I'm not by myself. I know if you are listening, you have goals that you are willing to crush and wanting to crush, and they may not necessarily be in line with your nine to five. Or if you're an entrepreneur, There are some goals that you want to achieve in the near future that you may need to um, tap into other areas of your life and your creativity and your imagination in order to um, achieve. But just know this, you have everything already inside of you. you. When you were made, you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And so everything that you desire, every idea that you have, every dream that you have, you already have what you need to fulfill it. Um, in one shape, one way, shape, or form, you may need to tap into other people to help refine those skills, or you may need to tap into other people who are better at doing those things who can take the load off of you. But the idea is yours and the, the, um, the execution, you just need to strategize now. So there you have it. The second thing that I learned was, and this is so, 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 so important, is that it's not a competition. It's not a competition. Um, You cannot look to the left nor to the right. Look at the person that you love and adore on Instagram or Facebook and say, dang, they killing it. And you know what? Oftentimes, those aren't the people that we're in competition with. Like, let's be honest for a second. Most of the time, the people that we are kind of like, you know, how did they do that? Or we develop some kind of competitive spirit behind is people that we know. Oh, I went to school with her. How's she doing that? Oh, when he was in high school, he was a little bum. How he come up like that? Like, what is that? Those are the people that we look at and we're like, dang, how did I, how come I didn't achieve certain goals by now? And I'm 32 and we, we, we grew up together. We went to the same school and we went to the same high school. We were in the same class. How is it that they achieved this? And I didn't. Um, it's those people that we, we know and we can see and touch. We have access to 
Those are the people that we compare ourselves to. And let me be the, I'm not the first to tell you, I'm sure, but let me remind you that that is the most dangerous thing that you can ever do because it it cramps down on your own imagination. It lowers your own self-esteem. It causes you to second guess and question what God wants to do for and through you. And what that ultimately does is it stagnates you. And you don't want to live your life watching other people saying shoulda, coulda, woulda. And when you get to a certain age or you get to a certain place in your life, you're living with discontentment because you didn't go forth in the things you wanted to because you looked at somebody else and you said, oh, they did it already. Oh, they do it better than me. Who cares? Who cares? Listen, I love to sing. I can sing all day, all night. Now, am I with me? No. Am I the best singer? No. Especially, let me tell you something about these allergies, okay? They kicking my butt. And and I, my best friend and I were talking the other day about how in the winter we have like, like people don't think about allergies in the winter, but the winter allergies suck too. And so for me, I'm experiencing like post-nasal drip and all kinds of nonsense. And it's, it's affecting my voice. I told you guys in the last two episodes, I had the worst cough I could barely have a conversation with the people I was interviewing and it's really affected my voice even now. And so even though I love to sing, sing on a praise team at my church, it's a struggle. And sometimes I'm like, you know, voice cracking. (laughs) Listen, it's not the best, but guess what? I'm going to go forth anyway, because my heart exceeds and my, my desire exceeds what my ability can, can, can do. And so I may not be the Whitney or the Mariah, but I'm going to go forth in, in what I set out to set out to do. So, and, and, and here's the thing, it's not a competition. The only competition that I ultimately have is against my yesterday. And my only thing that I want to do is be better than my yesterday, be better than me yesterday. And I implore you to take on that same attitude, be better than you were yesterday. And that should be the only competition. And let me say this right here. If you are a product of a family that competition was something that, um, was in your household and you always had to compete against your brother, your sister, or your cousins who went to, you know, Harvard or your cousin who became a doctor and you, you lived with that, um, fear of competition. I pray that you would break free from that right now and that you would be free from, that competitive spirit that you would be free from the need to compete with other people that you will be free from the opinions of others and the very things that are associated with those things the emotions the feelings the low self-esteem i pray that you will be free from those things and walk in boldness and in 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 no shape no way shape or form would you walk in competitiveness any longer because truthfully You are made in the image of God and it is not a competition with anybody else. Your dreams, your desires, your goals, your passions, your purpose is for you. And it is not in competition with anybody else. Do not find yourself in that dangerous place. Not one more day. The third thing that I learned um, over the course of this year 
was that my mindset is everything. I firmly believe that you are what you think you are. The Bible even says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I struggled with this the most because although I have many degrees, I have a bachelor's degree, two master's degrees, I still had limited beliefs. And I know that to be true amongst many high achieving people in the world, they struggle with the same thing, being high achievers, but having limited beliefs. And often we are high achieving to mask insecurities. Many of my limiting beliefs came from things that I experienced in my years coming into adulthood when I was in a what I used to call church, but now I realize it wasn't a church. It was a cult. It was a, 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 a ministry or a group of people led by someone who was um, all about itself and narcissistic and would put you down. And um, and so it was it was a cult. But I spent so many years there not realizing that it was impeding upon who I was and it was building up limited beliefs about myself, my self-esteem, how I felt about my ideas, how I felt about my um, my love for myself, how even how I felt about and understood who God was. And so I had to center myself when I came out of that, and thank God I did, I had to center myself, <clears throat> get in and under the presence of God, and remind myself of who I was and whose I was. And then I had to put structure in place to stay grounded. And now I know I just I just dropped something on you, but trust me, in season two, which is the journey to wholeness, starts in January. I'm definitely going to be unpacking more and more of my testimony, my story, and I've invited some people on to the show who are going to really carry us into the the journey to wholeness and being whole and complete and ridding ourselves of limiting beliefs and the the mindsets that hold us back and hold us from being our the best version of ourselves. So trust me when I tell you you are going to not miss not want to miss any single episode. So as I was saying, I had to rid myself of things that were not good for me. Get in it under the presence of God, remind myself of who I was and whose I was. And one of the things I do now constantly, and I make this a point to, is I pray a lot. And I'm not trying to get super deep, but I'm trying, I'm trying to let you know that prayer works. It changes things. It causes you to have a mindset that is of gratitude and that uh, centers and focuses you. For me, when I wake up in the morning, before I touch my phone, before I move, before I do anything, I pray. And that is my time to just get my get my mind right and get myself together before I turn to the phone and the emails and the Instagram messages and all that good stuff. I also use affirmations to set goals with myself and then I set achievable steps to attain those goals. And so I'm setting myself up for success both mentally and then um, in other ways as well. The fourth thing and final thing that I learned um, over the year is that, and I said this on my Facebook earlier this week, I said, minding my business is the best form of investment I can make. 
it's the best form of an investment that I can make. Um, I had to learn that my business is more important than anybody else's business and whatever else they got going on. And I know, again, it's a duh moment, but we can find ourselves minding other people's business. Oh, what she got going on? Oh, how come, you know, such and such didn't tell me about this? And and this is how we also develop this whole competitive thing, looking at and looking at other people and seeing what they're doing and then comparing it to what we are doing or not doing. And so by minding our own business, we're in our own lane. Missy Elliott talked about how she... When she was creating, I think it was um, one of her first albums, she went to a place in solitude, didn't listen to any other music because she didn't want her mind and her ears to be infiltrated with other people's stuff. And so when she created her music, she created a sound that was something that had never been heard before because it was it was authentic. And that's like the best thing to do, like just shut down uh all of the noise and focus on what you set for yourself your goals what are your goals for 2020 and 2021 all the way up to 2025 and 2030 what are those goals that you want to achieve and what is it going to take in order to achieve them i know the first thing it's going to take is that you're minding your own business and that you're doing what you got to do in order to achieve those goals whether that be investing in yourself, taking a class, uh, saving some money, um, learning something new, whatever the, whatever it may be. It may be something family related. It may be something where you have to buckle down and and pay a little bit more attention to your your family structure or, you know, whatever the case is. Minding your business is still and will always be the best form of an investment that you can make. Some of the affirmations that I say to myself are, well, all of the affirmations that I say to myself are a product of me minding my business. And I want to share a couple of them with you. The first one is I say to myself, I am my least difficult self. Now, you may be wondering, why do I say that? I say that because I realized my first couple, like six months or so after being married, after, you know, uh, coming into the marriage and like, you know, settling from the honeymoon phase, I guess. And you like, okay. I started, you know, finding little things to be uh, nitpicky about and finding little, and, and I know I'm telling on myself, but that's okay. But I used to nitpick about little things and find stuff to just be, you know, aggravated about. And I realized the damage that that was doing, not just to my husband, but just also to, to, to me too, because this is a relationship. We're one now. And so I had to decide and make a decision. And that decision was this certain things. I'm just not going, I'm not going to deal with. I'm not going to argue about. I'm not going to nitpick about. I had to be and and come to a place where I could be my least difficult self. Babe, you hungry? Yes. Not, uh, not, not taking my husband on this long song and dance or, you know, answering a question <laughs> that I'm asked without, a whole lot of, of frills or finding something to, to pick about just because like that is just time out for that. Like I don't have the time. Number one, I know he don't have the time and, 
just no no we just not gonna do that no more and so one of the things that I say is I am my least difficult self somebody need to grab hold on that one the second thing that I say is I am a loving wife and mom who is most excited about family things. Now, this is something that I had to say to, to have to say to myself again, because like I told you earlier on in, in this episode, I was by myself for so long. I was kind of selfish. I kind of grew up by myself. I'm independent. I would just get up and go. And, and so I had to realize, hey, I'm in a family now. I, this is something that I desire, something that I wanted. And this is what comes with it. So I I have to tell myself that I'm attentive, I'm available, I'm excited about family things, doing the things that my family wants to do because um, those things are the things that I desired. The next thing I tell myself is I am who God created and designed me to be. Every single day I remind myself that I am not a product of myself, I'm a product of who God created. And because I'm a product of who God created, I have a responsibility to create myself and to, to, to procreate in other words, and to, and to design, um, the lifestyle that God would want me to live. He put us all on this earth, not to be struggling, not to be hurting, but to procreate, to multiply, to be fruitful, And that's not just in children, but that's in every area of our life. And every single day, I got to remind myself that when I get up in the morning and when I go to work and when I come home and I do everything that I'm doing, I'm doing it because God created me and and God designed me a certain way. The dreams and the ideas that I have, I have to bring those things to pass because they're God-given dreams and they're dreams that... If he didn't want me to do anything about it, he wouldn't have gave it to me. And so you and I have that responsibility that the things that are in our hearts and in our minds, they are not there by chance, but they are there for us to do something about them. That idea that you have in your mind, that, um, that, that burning desire that you have, that you wake up in the morning and you think about it, that you go to bed with, and you can't go to bed without thinking about it. There, there's a reason for that. They're not just idle thoughts. That business idea, that family trip, that um, phone call that you need to make. They're not just there for no reason, but they're put inside of you with and for a purpose. And then the last thing that I tell myself is that I am enough. I am enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough. So at the end of the day, maybe I didn't do everything that I was supposed to do, but I did enough. Maybe I I didn't dot every I and I didn't cross every T. Maybe I crossed the I's and dotted the T's. That's okay. I'm still enough. And when I tell myself that I'm enough, it pushes me to do things afraid because I'm enough. So even if it's not perfect, I'm going to do it anyway because I'm enough. And I give that same thing to you. Do not go into 2020 believing less than the fact that you are enough. You're enough for your family. You're enough for yourself. You're enough 
to to fulfill the ideas, the visions, the dreams, the goals that you have. You can do it and you have everything inside of you already to get it done. And so all of the things that we do, we got to understand these three things with the premise of this, that you, you're doing it on purpose. You're doing it for purpose and you're doing it with purpose. On purpose, meaning be intentional about your goal and what it will mean for you to achieve them. For me, I'm intentional about my goals and my purpose and I'm doing things on purpose for the for the purpose of my family and my freedom. Those are my two reasons, family and freedom. Also, like I said, you're doing it with purpose. Think about the end goal. What's the end goal? And begin with the end goal in mind. What are you trying to achieve in this next season of your life? Set attainable goals that are both meaningful and relevant. So do it with purpose. And then the third thing is for purpose. When you understand the why behind the what, the what and the how gets easier. Pierre Johnson in episode seven, I believe, but don't quote me. I'm going to put it in the show notes. He talks about this. He says he had to get clear on the why behind the what so that the what and the how could get easier. When you know why you are doing what you are doing, then what you are doing and the how you're going to do it becomes a lot easier and clearer. And so for me, understanding my purpose, even in my family, even as a wife, even as a mom, when I understand, as I'm growing to understand my purpose and my position and what, why God put us together, why God selected this particular family structure for me, why he put this in my heart to have this podcast, why I'm an educator, all of that. When I think about all of that and get all of that together, it helps me to understand the what, what I'm doing, why, and, and why it's important that I do it. And so the how gets easier and easier. It's easier for me to be my least difficult self when I understand the what. It's easier for me to be, to mind my own business because I understand what I'm supposed to be producing, right? And so tell yourself, I did it on purpose. And when you say I did it on purpose, you're understanding that you're doing it for purpose, with purpose, and of course, on purpose. Thank you so much for, t- for listening to today's episode of Progress on Purpose podcast. If you would like to continue to be a part of this community of intentional, purposeful people living intentional, purposeful lives, kindly subscribe to this podcast on the listening platform that you are listening on and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Also, please share this podcast with others by hitting that share button right there on your listening platform. Today's show was too good to keep to yourself. I know I felt it and I know you felt it too. Listen, let's continue to grow together. I love you guys. I admonish you to keep making progress on purpose through intentional, purposeful living. See you next week.